0: Hey everyone, it's Pastor Mike Adkins, and I want to welcome you to Next Steps, where the teaching pastors of Grace Church help you focus on taking a next step in your spiritual life. If you're not listening there already, I invite you to take a moment to download the free Grace app. It's the best place to hear and share messages and to get connected with what's going on here in the life of our church. Just search Grace Church Orlando in your app store or head to discovergrace.com forward slash app to find it. Pastor Clint Harrison and Pastor Grant Nixon and I hope that these podcast conversations will help you take your next step toward Christ. Hey guys, welcome to Next Steps, the podcast that helps you take your next step toward Christ. I'm here with Pastor Clint. How's it going? And Pastor Grant. Hey everybody. Hey, we're glad to be back with you guys. We are now in week four of yep. our series on how to make better decisions. Yep. How was your week, guys? It's good. It's good so far. I've yep. been making
1: uh, real good decisions. I think much. <laughs> Me better. too. Me too. I've been. You know what I've been doing? Checking my motives. Ah, been asking, there I've is. I've been asking the right
0: question. Let me ask you: Have you been thinking more about whether or not your decisions are based on what God wants you to do? If so, that would be great.
1: Yeah, I've actually been thinking: How do I get more barbecue Fritos? That's uh, that's what I've been thinking about. All right. Sounds like a great plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we talked about it last week. We uh, they they do not last long. So I've just been no. thinking: Are bit. they all gone? Of course they are. Of course they are. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure that out. That's the decision making uh, paradigm I'm in right now.
2: <laughs> how about you, Clint? How was the week? It Was good. Yeah, uh, making better decisions. You know, neutral decisions, no decisions, all of the what above. You know, that
1: is not a decision. That doesn't make any sense.
0: <laughs> neutral decisions. You know, I think you're
1: gonna. I think you're gonna learn a lot from uh, this week. Glenn. I'm listening. I really, listening. really do.
0: Well, speaking of this week, uh, we are going to be looking at the subject: how should past experiences inform our present-day decisions? Mm. Yeah. That's a good, that's a great topic. I think it's important for us. So how does the past inform our present decisions? Well, we do know first and foremost that it does inform our decisions, right? Right. I mean, we're not necessarily products of our past, but we are influenced by our past. And I think that's a very important distinction to make because I think some people growing up in the environments that they grow up in think to themselves, man, this is the environment that I grew up in. So this is the kind of person I have to become. Mm. And I think it's very important for us to push back on that and say, no, no, just because you have a history in a certain way doesn't mean that determines your future. Your right. biography does not produce your destiny, you know? And so I think I think at the same time, we have to acknowledge that it does influence it sometimes.
1: Oh, yeah. absolutely it does. And if we're not examining that, if we are not students of history, what are we going to do? We're doomed to repeat it. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. so yep. we, we repeat our own mistakes over and over again. And the same way, I mean, we talk about everybody in this room. We're we're parents, right? We've all been entrusted with with yep, these sure beautiful have. little monsters that are our own, and I, I think with with them as well, I, I get into these I can get into these patterns and get into these places of comfort, and you know, it's just the way we do things, right? And right. Uh, maybe maybe instead of uh, investigating that, I'm repeating some some past mistakes i know with my kids we get into these routines like i don't you guys have a nightly routine with your kids yes you have like a what do you you like sing to them do you like
0: i have done um when they were younger now my kids are older now when they were younger i would every night tuck them in and we would sing jesus loves me (gasps) and then we would pray and then they go to sleep that was so much sweeter than i thought it was gonna be
1: (laughs) i really i was really (laughs) taken aback by that i thought you're gonna be like we sing welcome to the jungle
0: I'm uh, sorry, I'm not familiar with that song. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Sure. We have a tendency to look back at our past and think that the past determines the future, But it doesn't, as we just said a moment ago, but it does influence it. And one of the ways we see that happening is repetitive patterns that happen throughout the lives of a family. The Bible even describes that concept and says it's the sins of the parents, right? Mm. And so this is why you'll have an alcoholic father and then an alcoholic son, a father who abuses a son, and then that son goes on to abuse others. This is the reason why the woman marries the same man she divorced over and over again, because... She believes that her past is what has shaped her into the person that she is. But I really do believe that we have to give pushback against that. Mm-hmm. We have to yeah. take our brain and say, just because we've done things one way in the past doesn't mean we do them. We have to do them the same That's way good. into the future. We even see that in organizational leadership, too. Sure. I mean, people say things like, we've always done it this way. Well, we know that that reduces creativity, it reduces options, it reduces future potential because it keeps you stuck with the bad decisions or even the good decisions you made in the past that are outdated. Right, and that's right, what
2: right. this episode is all about. I mean, it's so that we're aware of, we become curious about, hey, what's what's our patterns? What's going on? And those can inform our decisions. We can make better decisions so that we don't end up like Proverbs 26:11 says, like a dog that returns to its vomit is a fool who repeats his folly. We learn so, from our mistakes. Like there is hope for us. And so sure. if you're listening, like I love what Pastor Mike said, you don't have to be your past. Like yeah, you right. can be different in Christ. And that's, that's great news for us. And maybe right now, I mean, as you've listened to us talk
1: about this immediately, you've, you've identified a destructive pattern. Like yeah. it it is just popped into your brain. You're Sons like, of the
0: family parents, you know, and yeah.
1: you're like, man, I, I do. I've repeat, I've carried that anger yeah. that, that my, my dad showed me, I've carried that anger on uh, to my own kids, you know, yeah. or mm-hmm. I've, you know, I've carried, I've carried this mistake over and over again. And so one of the things we have to examine too is, why do we not learn from our past? Yeah. Like, why do we not examine those things? Because I do think there's some barriers. You know, we might even be able to to say, these are the destructive patterns. Well,
0: why aren't we learning from them? Growing up in the way that I grew up, I didn't know a whole lot of my father's family. I grew up in West Virginia, in the coal mines of West Virginia. My dad's dad died in the coal mines of West Virginia. Oh, my goodness. My grandmother, my father's mother, uh, was so poor she couldn't support him and just dropped him off somewhere. Whoa. Like in a neighbor's, wow. on an aunt's front door. So— what happened in our family was from my father, but also from his father, all the way through in our, our family line, anger has been a big thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's mm-hmm. been a big thing. And when I became a follower of Jesus, I started, you know, the Bible says being renewed in the way that we think, right? Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so I started looking at scripture. And I started looking at my life and my family's history. And I started going back and forth these things and going, what kind of things can I start changing? And even when I had little kids, I started sitting down with all three of them. And when they were young, I would say, hey the way that your natural tendency is going to be to respond to things is going to be to get more angry than the average person because it's mm. a sin that's followed through our family. Mm. Yeah, you know. So I made them aware to say, when you feel angry, know that you'll feel it more than other people will feel anger mm. because it's a familial sin. We, I just call it Adkins anger. And I was able to break a lot of that, not perfectly, but I was able to break a ton of that from the past. And so my kids, they don't carry that anger with them. Mm. So here's a principle just behind the scenes that we can think about it. Everything you've learned from their past, you can unlearn and you can relearn something new for the future. Mm, See, if you believe that you're just the product of your past, then you're stuck.
1: Mm,
0: You're just – you're you're determined. But if you believe that all the stuff that I've gotten from my past comes because I learned bad things, I can unlearn those bad things and relearn some good things.
1: Good. So no matter who you are and no matter what that destructive pattern is and how long it's been following you or your family – you can be the end of that. You know, you can be the end of that. And so we need to examine what's standing between us and learning from our past. Maybe for some of you, it's what Pastor Mike just described is you have a fear of looking back. Right. You know, you have made some mistakes and you're not proud of those. In fact, maybe you feel a lot of guilt, maybe you feel a lot of shame, and you don't want to look back. You're afraid to go back into those feelings and go back into those places, right?
0: That's right.
2: I find that most common in men. Oh, yeah. Guys that I get to know, like, they, like, why are we doing premarital counseling? Why are, <laughs> why do we need counseling? Why do we need help? Like, I'm just going to figure this out. Um, I'm going to make a decision, and we're going to move on. Like, I don't want to think about the past. I don't want to dwell, d- yeah, dwell there. Sure. I don't want to feel the things that happened to me or right. uh, maybe I was a part of. And, for sure. And you just don't want to go there. It's it's it difficult. It takes a
0: lot of courage to do that, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. I 100% agree with you. That is a male thing more than a female thing. Yeah. But I do think it's male weakness, not male strength.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, you know, 100%. It yeah, comes right, yeah. across as like, I'm powerful, strong, I can put it behind me. Yep. But really what it is, is it's a form of emotional cowardness. Yeah. You know, like we just, we don't want to look at the problems that we're having right now. And so we're just going to simply avoid them as if they're going to go away, you know, and they don't go away. No. And they just get recirculated. And they get worse. And they get worse. Yeah.
1: you know, when I think about in my own life, when I don't do that, when I have that fear, it's because I don't, want to look in the face what this might say about me. Mm. I don't want to look at it. I don't want to admit what yeah. this might say about me. That's right. And uh and so I don't look. And you know, the reality is in Jesus, we have the freedom to look because there's no mistake that gets to define me anymore. Right. Like there's no there's no shame that gets to say who I am anymore. Yeah. Like Jesus has paid that price That's and right. he's the only one. Who gets to say who I am? And he's yeah. already said I'm his son. Yeah, right.
0: done. Yeah. I'm his son. And the more I conform my mind to the scriptures, the more that I I look at the scriptures and I go, man, here's my life on the one hand, and then I look at the scriptures and that's different than me. And I I look at that and I go, okay. So if the scriptures are different, if I feel differently than than the scriptures say, how do I conform my life to the scriptures? Because one of the things that I, I feel like happens is that. We talked about this last week in our in our podcast, that we have a tendency to see all of our decisions and our motivations as correct. Yeah. You know, right. we have a tendency to think we're always on track and always right. Yeah. The scriptures are this amazing mirror that we hold mm. up to ourselves to show us that we're broken and we're flawed, but that there's amazing hope because all Absolutely. we need to do is learn a new path. Mm. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. You know, Pastor Mike, I want to ask you a question. Um, So people who've listened to this podcast for a while probably know you have a background uh, in psychology, right? Right. And so that was a, like, that was a, you studied it, you worked in that field yeah, even.
0: My master's degree.
1: Um, And so, yeah. So I, I want to ask you a question because now we're getting to, you know, looking back at some of these mistakes can be incredibly painful. Right. And so maybe there's some people who they have looked back and they can't stop looking back. You know what I'm talking about? Sure. Like almost like the trauma has trapped them. Um, So there is no learning from the past because they're still living in the past. Sure. Yeah. Can you speak to that at all?
0: Yeah. And again, I think I think a lot of that, when we have a tendency to get stuck, we have a tendency to think to ourselves, I am who I am, mm. right? I am who I am. And one of the things that I always tell people in counseling is you are not who you are, you are who you are becoming. So the first thing that we need to recognize is that if I'm stuck in the past, the view behind that basically is, is that I'm just static, I'm stuck, mm. but really you're always becoming something else. Yep. Mm. You know, like, let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. Again, if you're, if you're listening right now and this is your situation, I'm certainly not making light of this in any way. And I know that this is a terrible difficulty. So let's just imagine hypothetically right now for a second that uh, a young woman is attacked when she's young and she's violated. Yeah. Okay. Now, in that moment, she has to make all kinds of decisions in her head just to get through it. Mm-hmm. Right? right. Decisions like I shouldn't trust men. I shouldn't put myself in bad situations. I'm not a wise person. And these are just things that we decide in the moment to help bring context and justification for something terrible that happens to us, right? The Bible actually addresses something like this when it says, um, when I was a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. But then when I became an adult, I put childish ways behind me. So now fast forward that same young lady who, you know, we would all say right now none of those things were actually the reasons why she had she was attacked. Right. She was attacked because someone was horrifying and yeah. someone was wicked and did something evil to her. Now, fast forward 30 years, she comes into a counseling office and she says, hey, I've never been able to have any relationships. I've never been able to have anything that lasts beyond any kind of real intimacy. I go from person to person and I've struggled. I've always been unhappy. So at some point in the future though, as we did things and thought things when we were a child, just to get through something difficult, coping patterns is what we call those, right? But when we, when we grew up, we have to start making new choices along the way. Mm-hmm. At some point, that's no longer that person's fault. Now I'm bringing all these old broken ways of thinking and not challenging myself to think new things. Sure, You're not responsible for what happened to you. You're not stuck in the past. You are a new creation. God's given you new opportunities, new access, and a new direction. And so I think one of the big things that helps us get unstuck from the past is to realize you are not what you were. You are what you are becoming. And that always gives us hope. Yeah,
1: that's a great that's point. Good. And I also think if we can take it for people not looking back and, and not feeling shame, but rather looking back and and playing a little revisionist history with uh, with what happened, and painting themselves in an in a unfair light in an untrue light saying that uh, oh you mean like a victim like I'm the hero oh, you know okay. what I mean or, okay. or I'm the victim okay. you know what I mean rather yeah. than rather than looking at what happened honestly you I know and, and I think sometimes we absolutely it's easy for, for us to fall into that I'm the victim. I was the good guy here. Right. You know how dare they right fire me? How dare they <laughs> say that about me? How dare you know what I'm saying? Sure. Like sure. And so sometimes maybe we're not learning from our past because we're playing a little bit of revisionist history. We're not being honest yeah. about what. What truly happened. And maybe yeah. one of the reasons why is we talked about it on the last one, on week three, we talked about inviting people in, you know, to allow them to see our blind spots. Mm-hmm. Maybe even when we look back, we've got blind spots, Sure. which is helpful for us to to examine some of these things, some of these big events in our lives with other people within community,
2: right? It's the whole idea of it takes two to tango. Like I've looked back you on s- dance so Is that many... what's <laughs> <laughs> I've looked back on so many decisions and experiences, and when they're negative, it's very easy for me to say I didn't have any. I don't have anything to learn. Like it, yeah. it was, it was all them. I, I didn't got hurt. De- what I, could I learn? Yeah, I, well, they, they need to learn. Right, exactly. Yeah. And but almost in every scenario, I can't think of one that it isn't. There was something that I could have learned and grown and seen whether it was selfishness or pride or, you know, anger that I didn't realize that I had. But every time there was something that God was trying to shape in my heart and in my mind and a shift in my life. And if I look back at it and say it was everybody else, then I don't get anywhere from that. Yeah. It's so easy to do. I
0: mean, you know, in psychology, and everybody knows this, but in psychology, they should call that denial, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's the idea that the whole concept of denial is the idea that I don't want to take personal responsibility for something. So I create a fictionalized version of my past. Sure. So and we talked about earlier in this podcast that it takes courage to be able to come mm-hmm. and to say, "I'm going to look at my past and examine my motives and, str- and, and and try to figure out how to make wise decisions." It really takes a lot of effort to do that, but denial basically just short circuits that entire thing and says, "I'm not the problem; someone else is the problem." Yeah. But I think on one of our previous podcasts, not too long ago, we talked about really looking at the idea of saying you know i i should challenge some of my long and strongly held beliefs yeah. you know because that creates again an openness for us to be able to think through Maybe different ways, you know. Sure. And, and I saw this even in my own family growing up. Like my aunt and my mom, I would listen to them describe their childhoods, and they were just really different from one another. Oh, why? Yeah? Because they all, well, they all had like fictionalized versions of of what happened. Oh, you know? interesting. They all interesting. had just because so they again, lived the same life, live the but, same life. Yeah,
1: yeah, from their own
0: perspective, but yeah, from their own perspective. So there's always a little bit of fictionalization about yeah, uh, the past.
1: But so so we we've identified why we don't necessarily learn from our past. So moving forward, how do we in a helpful way? allow our past to inform our our decisions um like i mean maybe maybe one of the first is Looking for patterns of behavior, right? Right. You know what I mean, and 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 specifically looking for something called triggers, right? Sure. Um, And so, so could you help us unpack that, Pastor? I mean, like triggers. We're back to uh, we're at another psychology word, right? Like we're we're at another uh, concepts there. So, what would be like a trigger that we should be looking for?
0: So, a trigger would be something like an outside event that causes us to uh, become instantaneously emotionally engaged and a lot of times for for example, you know, you might be driving down the road like a normal person and then somebody cuts you off and you just flame into fire, right? Right. Well, not everybody does that. In other words, we have a tendency to look from our perspective and go, "Well, that person was just being dumb," you know, and and, and yet the average person will look at that and go, well, they cut me off. That's not cool." <laughs> you right. You know what I mean? Yeah, right, right. The difference is so big. One person was triggered and one person wasn't. And a lot of that again has to do with previous learning mm. that they had. You know, sometimes when somebody feels powerless, yeah. That's a trigger. Yeah. You know, and sometimes when somebody feels scared, that's a trigger. Or someone, someone touches your insecurity.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? 100%. And just, just knowing that. I had a conversation with a friend of mine recently. He made a very bad decision in his company uh, with one of his supervisors because he had an insecurity that the supervisor had no, no idea about, and he touched that insecurity. He said something or did something that touched this guy's insecurity. He revealed it. And he revealed it. And so he just, exactly what you just said, Pastor Mike, he flew up in this like range. from zero to 100. Zero Mm. to 100. And so as we talked about it, I said, so the good news is you know now. Yeah. Like you know that insecurity is there and you know that it can be touched at work. And And now you have
0: responsibility. Yeah. To do something about it. Exactly. Once you identify your family history— Right. And realize these are some things that we're going through. Make it visible. Show mm. it to the rest of your family. Don't let yeah. your kids grow up thinking, why am I just so angry all the time when you struggled with that yourself? Or, yeah. why, I mean, it could be something different. It could be like, why are we so lustful? Why are we so fearful? Why am I filled with anxiety all the time? Right. You know, make these things visible to the people around you that you love because they can hold you accountable for them. But also, we're parents. So talk to your kids about this. Mm, absolutely. And do not let your kids grow up thinking they're alone. And their suffering and their hardship.
2: I love that. It's vulnerability. It's humility. And it's, it's saying, hey, we're, we're going to talk about it. It's no, we're not going to hide it. We're not going to put it under a rug. We're not going to run from it. We're going to acknowledge it and work on it together. I love that.
0: Another thing to, for us to think through is just not only making it visible, but also learning from the lessons of other people who have gone through some of these things too.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yep.
0: We can see sin patterns in our own family, but you know what? We can see patterns of sin in other people's families and their lives. Yeah. And it seems like as we're making wise decisions, we wouldn't have to experientially fall into every problem that our friends fall into or the people around us. Wisdom would seem to dictate that we would learn from their choices, both good and bad,
1: and thank God.
0: And thank God. <laughs> and, and you know, and
1: you know, sometimes we, we have this idea like, well, well, that's that's how you get wisdom. You got to learn the hard way, and God no, just must want me to learn the hard way. No. We're back to yeah. the church as the center of a Christian's life and Jesus as the center of the church, right? Like right. he's God's like, "I I gave you Paul
0: over here, right? Like, <laughs> right. I, like I gave you Jake <laughs> right. over here.
1: He's in the he, he made the same decision.
0: There's like 66 books of wisdom you, in you the know
1: Bible. What I, well, well yeah. no, the, I'm talking about like the people around you. Why no. didn't you ask them? Like, yeah. why didn't you go to your brothers? Why didn't you go to your sisters? Right. Because I, so I met with a guy uh, in his, in his mid-20s this past week. And so he's talking to me about all this stuff that he's dealing with in his life. And he made a very rough decision recently. And he's kind of dealing with the fallout from that or whatever. Right. And so, you know, he goes, man, I've been praying, I've been reading my Bible, like, should I pray more, should I pray harder? And then I said, nah, you need people, man. And I said, because the the decisions you're making right now, and he's, so he's now, because of that decision, he has to make more. Yeah. Like, I'm talking, like, life trajectory-changing decisions. Sure. And I said, the decisions you're making right now, I know they're big and they're overwhelming, you're not the first person to ever make this decision. There's nothing new under the sun. right? And so I guarantee you there are men in our church who have been exactly where you are career-wise. I guarantee you there are men in our church who have been exactly where you are relationship-wise. Yeah. And so ask. Learn from us. Learn from our mistakes. You know, one of the things that I, I loved about that conversation was there was one thing he said in particular, and I was like, oh, I, I know that one. Like, I've yeah. been there, bro. <laughs> yeah. And it, it gave me so much joy. Mm. to just give him that packaged yeah. little piece of wisdom right. that took me years of doing the hard <laughs> yeah. way to sure. get. Sure. But it just gave me so much joy to be like, no, no, don't do that. Yeah. Don't make that mistake. Yeah. And here's why. Here's here's a good decision instead. Um and so one is if we're right back to community, man. Yeah. Like how can we how can we learn from other people's past I think experiences? another
2: one is, you know, when you look at your past experiences, You know, you you can look at it and say, well, I'm not going to be like that. But the other side of it is as you make decisions, don't overreact. So if you have an incredibly aggressive father, for instance, Hmm. don't go and then be passive. No, that's good. That, that, like, like you that. don't want to oh, yeah. overreact and, in right. and your past experiences or there other people's past experiences. You see them go a certain route and you're like, Well, I'm not gonna do that, so I'm gonna go the completely other way. And you know, you need to find balance in that. You need to not overreact and make good, wise decisions moving forward. Yeah. I and like I think
0: that. all I love that actually. I mean, I think I think that's so wise. I mean, it's so good for us to not just look and react against what our parents are mm. doing because that may not be wise either. Right. Yeah. It may just be the other extreme. So we yeah. fall into that. But it does go back to kind of what we were talking about. One of the overarching themes, if you will, of of this entire series is that we can reduce a lot of our suffering and reduce a lot of the pain in our life simply by learning from other people, walking the road that others may have walked and walking around the same obstacles right. that they have. Yeah. We don't need to do that. And God doesn't desire for us to walk in pain all the time. We don't need to learn by going down the hard road. The hard road's the dumb road.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it just
0: really is. Work we don't,
2: smarter, not harder, right?
0: Work smarter, not harder. That's a good way to end, man. I think this has been super helpful. Hey, we're going to ask you to uh, rate, review, and share this podcast wherever you view it. I'm Pastor Mike. Pastor Clint. Pastor Grant. See you guys. Bye, you guys. We love you. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We hope to see you this weekend online or at a Grace campus near you. Get all the details and more resources at discovergrace.com.